Yeah, so today we have a, a, a special message uh, from the book of Joshua, chapter 7. <coughs> Na leo tuko na mjumbe wetu tutaipata mkitabu ya Yeshua na iko ni mjumbe mzuri sana tulipata mkitabu wa Yeshua 7 Last week uh, Pastor Feast shared about how the children of Israel took the city of Jericho Jumelipita pasa fela funcha namna gani watoto wa walibeba mgini ya Jericho But he used this idea of a holy joke as how God did this Alibeba kama mchezo takatifu So it was a joke because they didn't take all kinds of big weapons to go knock the wall down. They just walked around the building, every uh, the the city every time, and and they shouted, and God brought the wall down. Ilionekana kama mchezo bila silaya kabila lakini walikona zunguka tu na ile kibambazi lianguka. Basically, it was God who won the day. Kwa kweli tunano kusema ni mungu juu alipenda ifaniki vile. But the people they had to obey something. Lakini watu waliombwa kutii. They had to do it the right way or God would not win the victory for them. Walipasha kuheshimu na kufanya gisi lipasha fanyika kama wakuheshimu vile hakuna kitu kingefanyika. So basically the whole town of Jericho was supposed to be destroyed. Mnajaa gisi lipangwa ni kusema muji mzima ya Yeriko lipasha kuharibishwa. And God made it very clear not only do you destroy everything totally you don't take anything for yourself. Na Mungu alisema mtaribu lakini msibebe hata kitu kimoja mkichunge. It was a whole city devoted to destruction. Ilikuwa ni mgini mzima ilitiliwa pale kwa kuyaribu yote. Unto the Lord. Kuyaribu jo utukufu wa Mungu. Now in those days whenever an army goes someplace people love to go fight because you know what they wanted to do? Mnajua kwa ile wakati watu walikuwa walipenda vita sana mnajua ni kwa nini? They would go and they would take anything they could and they would become rich by conquering the city. Watakwenda wanapiga wale watu wa mgini na wanabeba vitu vyote vya maana mlo mgini na vinakuwa viapo. So everybody who was a soldier they wanted to go there and grab all the stuff they could take it to their own home and then you know they got an easy life they'll be rich they'll look good everything like that. Mnaweza kuona wote mwenye alikuwa mwanajesi alipenda kwenda kuvita kwa jira anajua kisha vita atapata vitu na atakuwa mtajiri. That's why people fought. Ni sababu yenye mnaona watu walipenda vita. God said this city no. Lakini kwa hii mwingine Mungu anasema apana. You don't take one thing from this city. Usibebe hata kitu kimoja. You don't take one coin, you don't take one piece of clothing, you don't take anything. Usibebe hata kafranga kalikuta kamoja. You have to destroy everything. Unapasha aribu kila kitu. Now, I don't think some people like that. Sizanie watu wengi walifurahi na mambo ya vile. You know, you and I would probably have a hard time going Oh, I'm just going to have to destroy everything. You got some nice silverware, you got some nice dishes, you got some money sitting there in a chest and you got to burn it all. Wazako tu wanakutuma wende waribu bitu nafika unakuta ngara kifulisha dolari. Wanasema tia moto. God said, this whole city belongs to me. Lakini Mungu alisema mgini mzima ni yangu. You destroy it all. Aribu yote. Hallelujah. Amen. If you disobey though there's a problem. Kama unakosa kumtii Mungu pale mambo yanaonekana. And that's what we see in chapter 7. Njenye tunaona mstari wa 7. So I've entitled this message the enemy within. Nilisema mjumbe adui ndani. God is very very serious if you don't devote yourself to following my way there's going to be a problem. 
Mungu anaangalia hivi tunaheshima sana kama ufate binya nakwambia utakuwa ndani ya tatizo. So the central figure of this story today is a man called Achan. Sababu ya hii hadithi ni mtu anaitwa Akana kama tunaweza kumuita vile Akan mfranseh. This man Achan he went and he saw some stuff in one of the houses he wanted it for himself. Huyo mtu alienda na aliingia ndani ya chumba mwana alikuta vitu vya maana na akabeba alipenda aichunge juu yake. He had heard the command just like everybody else. Alisikia jinsi Mungu aliwapatia agizo msibebe kitu sasa watu wote. But he decided, you know what? I like this. I'm just going to take it from no one no one can see me. I'm just going to take it for myself. Na alisema hii ni nzuri sana. Acha nichunge hakuna mtu ataniona. He took it back to his tent. Alibeba na kaenda nayo kutanti yake. He dug a hole inside the tent, put the stuff in there and covered it up. Alifanya kashimu na alitia na kaifinika. That day Achan became the enemy of not only Israel but also of himself. Lakini resiku alianzisha kuwa adui sio tu ya watoto wa Israeli lakini adui wake ye peke. He stole that stuff against God's law and he kept it for himself. Aliiba kitu na akuheshimu agizo ya Mungu na alichunga juu yake ye peke. You see there are some things God has said that belongs to me it's not for you. Kuna biti benye Mungu anasema hii ni yangu sio yako. But the problem with us sometimes we just are always keeping it for ourselves. Lakini mambo juu yetu bado tunapenda kila kitu ikuye kietu kietu kila wakati. And then we become the enemy of God. Ni pale tunakuwa waadui wa Mungu. We're going to talk about that today. Tutasema kuhusu hii leo. So God had to get their attention. Na Mungu alikuwa akiwakebesha sana. God did not say anything right away. Mungu akusema kitu pale. So they had finished with the town of Jericho and the next town was a town called Ai. Walimaliza na mgini ya Jericho na nyingine ilifuata ni Ai kama tunaweza kusema vile. Israel had disobeyed. Israeli akutii. And but they learned they had to learn their lesson through their defeat and through their failure. Na walipasha kujifunza mafundisho kupitia kukosa kwao na dhambi nilibalifanya. It says at the beginning of verse uh, chapter 7 but the sons of Israel were unfaithful with unfaithfulness concerning what was set apart to the Lord. Wanasema watoto wa Israeli hawakukoa uaminifu na kukosa ile uaminifu ilionekana kupitia kwenye balibeba yenye Mungu aliwakataza. They this man had taken something that belonged to God. Huyo mtu alibeba kitu yenye ilikuwa ya Mungu. As a result when the army went out to the next city. Sasa kama matokeo wakati hii jesi ilienda kupigana mwile mwingine nyingine. The men the, the soldiers they they looked at this next town. It was a small little town. Bali angalaka kama mwingine kingine alikuwa anafuata alikuwa kadogo tu. And they had just defeated the mighty a city of Jericho wanamaliza kupigana na kupata ushindi juu ya Jericho na kwa mgini mkubwa so they're thinking to themselves hey we got this no problem na wanasema basi kama mgini kadogo tutamalizana nako tu and so we don't need to send the whole army let's just send about 3000 people sio mzuri tutume watu wengi tutume tu watu uh, 1300 wala 3000 so they went up to they went up to AI and a shocking thing had happened walifika kule na walishangaishwa they were defeated wali and it was a complete failure na walishindwa kabisa those 3000 soldiers were running away and the little town of ai the people were chasing after them and they killed about 38 people 
Elfu tatu tunamwambia Troamil balikuwa nakimbia kabisa kurudia na aba watu ya hai wakibafata nyuma na waliwa watu eh, 39 kadiri. You know sometimes it happens to us that way. Unajua mara mingi nafanyika kwetu vile. We think we're doing fine. Tunazania mambo yote ni sawa. Things are going our way. Bitu binenda gisi tunapenda. And then When we disobey God, maybe we don't even think about it. It just happens we don't even pay attention. Wakati tunakosa kumtii Mungu, bitu binakuwa nafanyika na atukebe hata ange atuone kabisa. And the next thing we try to do, it fails completely. Lakini yenye tafata kwa kufanya kwetu ni kushindwa. It should have been easy. Ilipasha kuwa mwepesi. It should not have been a problem. Ilipasha kuwa bila tatizo. But it's a disaster. Lakini nakwenya kuangaisha. God uses that failure to get our attention Mungu alileta ile kushindwa ili aurudishe akili ya bufazi moja After the defeat of AI they came back so upset Wakati walipigwa kule walirudi wakiuzunika sana You know God is always speaking to us Unajua Mungu anasema kwetu kila wakati But a lot of the times when we do what we want to do we're not listening we're not paying attention mara mingi wakati tunafanya vitu bila tunapenda kufanya atumusikie yake Mungu. And God has to use something big and drastic to get our attention. Na Mungu anapendaka kuleta kitu mwekea nguvu cha kuturudisha akili. God speaks to us through our failure. Mungu anasema kwetu kupitia kushindwa kwetu. So in this next slide they were so confident against the town of AI. Na hao watu walikuwa na ile tumaini kusema watapata ushindi jua hiyo mgini. And this town they just came after him defeated them. Lakini walijikutana wanapigwa na ile mwingine. So Joshua and the leaders were totally bewildered. Yoshua na hawa wa viongozi wengine waliangaishwa sana. Says Joshua tore his clothes. Na wanasema Yoshua alipasua mavazi yake. And they threw dust on their head. Na alijimwangia majifu juu yake. Now this picture that's right here. Mnaona hii foto yenye tunaona pale. It shows they still do this in the Middle East sometimes. Mnajua kule ku When there's a big calamity when something horrible happens people throw dust on their head. Kama mambo mbaya yanafanyika watu wanajitupia mavumbi juu yao. Joshua tore his clothes. Yoshua alipasua mavazi yake. And he and the elders laid down before the Lord in prayer. Na yeye na wazee kanisa walishujuju bwana Mungu na waliomba. And Joshua prayed. Na Yoshua aliomba. He said, "Oh master Lord." Anasema, "Bwana Yesu." Why did you bring these people over here into across the Jordan? Bwana Mungu, ni kwa nini uliruhusu taifa yako itambuke hii Yordani? You're just handing us over to the people. Unatupatia mumigono ya watu. So they can destroy us. Ili watuharibu. If only we had been satisfied to stay on the other side of the Jordan. Tungetosheka kuikala ngambo ingine ya Yordani. Oh Lord, what can I say now? Bwana, mimi naweza kusema nini sasa? Israel has run away from the enemies. Israeli anakimbia mbele ya adui. When all the Canaanite people when they hear what's happened wakati ima ufalme nyingine itasikia vile vinafanyika they will turn against us watakuja na kutupiganisha and destroy us na watatuharibu and there won't even be a memory of this people na akutakuwa hata hadisi hawa watu and then he says what will you do god to protect your reputation anasema mungu ni nini unaweza kufanya kwa kuheshimu heshima yako wala jina yako now joshua was doing the right thing Yeshua alikuwa anafanya mambo ilikuwa sawa. 
Whenever you make a failure, whenever you have a failure, you should go back to God and cry out to him and ask him what's going on. Wakati unashindwa, unapasha kurudi kwa Mungu na kumuliza Mungu ni nini? When we read these words of Joshua, it's just like what the children of Israel used to say when they would whenever they would have trouble in the wilderness. Wakati unasikia hivi maneno tunaona ni gisi tu watoto wa Israeli walikuwa nasema wakati walikuwa mjangwa. Oh God, why did you bring us out to the desert here? Just kwa nini unatuleta ndani ya jangwa? Njoo tufariki tu. If only we were back in Egypt. Ungetuacha kule ku Misri. But you see God only has one direction for you and me. Lakini Mungu anakuwa tu na njia moja juu yako na mimi. And that's forward. Ni kuendelea mbele. Let's go. Tuendelee mbele. Twende. Let's go. That's right. Good job. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. That's what God wants from you and me. Unless you're going the wrong way. And then there's only one thing to do. Repent. Turn back. Go back on the right track. Go the right way. But Joshua was completely bewildered. He could not figure it out. So after a whole day of this prayer, God speaks. He says, "Get up." <laughs> Why are you lying on the ground? Why are you wailing and moaning like this? And then God gives some very harsh words. He says, I will no longer be with you unless you destroy that which has contaminated you. Anasema sitakuwa na nyinyi tena mpaka wakati mtaribu kitu mubaya kile kiko katikati yenu. You took something that belong to me. Mulibeba kitu kimoja kinakuwa kiangu. Now I'm going to talk about something that's going to probably disturb you a little bit. Mnaweza napenda nisema kitu kimoja kinaweza kumiangaisha kidogo. But I'm giving God's words, I'm not speaking for myself. Okay? Ninasema neno ya Mungu siseme juu yangu mipeke. When you don't give God what belongs to him, you are stealing from him. Wakati aumpatie Mungu bitu bila binakuwa byake, uko na muiba Mungu. Have you ever heard of the tithe before? Mshaka sikia hii hadithi ya chekumi, moja ya kumi. Have you ever heard about that? Mshaka sikia. What is a tithe? Moja ya kumi ni nini? 10%. Chekumi endizium. Endizium? Endizium. That's French. Oh, very good. Yeah. Endizium. Yeah. But in Swahili moja ya kumi. Yoja ma kumi. Moja moja ya ya kumi. kumi. <laughs> so the tithe is just one example. Chekumi ni mfano tu moja. God says the 10% belongs to me. Anasema moja ya kumi ni yangu. 90% is for you to live and spend the way you want. Nonanefni yako baba unaweza kufanya gisu unapenda wala nonanti tuseme tu. But I want you to notice something here. Akina penda uone kitu kimoja hapo. If we don't give God what belongs to him then he holds back a blessing from you. Kama tumupatie Mungu ile inakuwa yake, Mungu anachunga baraka yote kwake. And everything goes wrong. Na utaona vitu vyote vinakuwa nenda mbaya. 
If you withhold your tithe from God, you're going to have problems in your life. Ukikuwa unachunga chekumi yako umpatie Mungu, utaona matatizo maisha yako. And it's not because God is angry and he says, I'm going to make you suffer because you're not giving me what belongs to me. Aiko tu Mungu kusema nasirika nasema utateswa kwa ajili ya unipatie yenye nakuwa yangu. But it's more like this, watch. Inakuwa sasa hivi, muangalie. If I'm God right here. Kama basi ni njoo Mungu. And Fis is my son. Na Fis est mon fils. Fis est mon fils. Oui, oui. <laughs> so, when he is living in the right way, I put my blessing upon him. Wakati anaishi namna na sahihi natia baraka juu yake. I protect him. Na mkinga. I let the good things flow into his life. Na mina cha vitu vizuri biendelee maisha yake. But if he refuses to tithe and he wants to keep things for himself, then I begin to just lift my hand a blessing. Na wakati anakataa kukuwa na toa na anaanza kuchunga viti vyote kwa yake. Mimi naanza tu kunyosha tu kunyanyua tu mkono wangu polepole. It doesn't happen just like in a moment, but it's just the blessing begins to lift. Aifanikake tu kwa ghafla hivi lakini utaona tu baraka inaanza kwenda polepole. And God waits for a failure to tell you what's going on. Na Mungu anachunga pale utashindwa ili akuelezeni nini kunafanyika. And he goes forward in his life, you know, thinking everything's fine and poof, he starts running into depression and poof, things start falling apart. Poof, the car breaks down. Atakuwa anaendelea na maisha yake sawa kwa ghafla tu hivi gari inaribika. Afanye hivi magonjo afanya hivi vitu vinaribika vyote it doesn't mean that when you tithe you're never going to have a problem again ayamanishi kusema wakati unaleta moja ya kumi hautakuwa na magonjo hautakutana hivi vitu but here's what i do believe lakini msikie ninaamini when we tithe we have power tunaleta moja ya kumi tunakuwa na nguvu overcome the challenges in our life na tunapata ushindi juu ya matatizo yote yanakuwa maisha yetu and the more we give the more blessing comes our way zaidi yenye tunapana zaidi ya baraka tunapata So we need when things are going wrong in our life we should put our face down before God. Wakati vitu vyaendelea maisha yetu tunapaswa kushuka chini na kumlilia Mungu. Now there are many other ways where we could be doing something wrong besides just the tithe. Mnajua kuna manjia mingi tunafanya mambo mbaya kutosha tu moja ya kumi. And God will be saying to you, why are you lying face down right there? Na Mungu atakuangalia, mbona unalala chini vile? You've disobeyed me. Wewe ulikosa kunitii. And you're losing the blessing. Na unatumikisha baraka. That's what it is. I'm sorry about this light guys. Is there anything we can do to make this better? Thank you. God is going to show you what it is. Mungu atakwenda kukuonesha ni nini kunafanyika. God will shine his light on it. Mungu ataonesha nuru yake juu yako. God will show you what you need to change. Na atakuonesha ni nini unapaswa kubadilisha. But you have to really repent. Na unapaswa kabisa kutubu. You know The word of God comes to us and there might be something we think we're doing okay. Neno Mungu wakati nakuja kwetu utaona vitu vingine sasa biko sawa maisha. But God is really displeased by that thing. Lakini Mungu afurahi hata kidogo na vitu vya dhia. I think it's very interesting to watch these guys move the Inakuwa mzuri sana kumona team eko nafanya hii kazi unafanya. Now he did a good job, didn't he? Alifanya kazi nzuri, si vile? Good. Now you can pay attention to me again, okay? Tunamaliza kumwangalia, mtaangalie sasa sii. In the New Testament a word of the Lord had to come to this one church. Wakati akale neno wa Mungu lipasha kwenda kuim kanisa moja. The Corinthian church uh, was doing something there was something happening that was really bad. Kanisa wa Korinto ilikuwa nafanya kitu moja ilikuwa mbaya sana. There was a man who was sleeping with his mother. 
Kulikuwa bwana Moya alikuwa akifanya usharati na mama yake. By that I mean having sexual relationship with his mother. Nikusema akilala na mama yake. And the curse of God was about to come on the church. Na laana ilikuwa karibu na kushuka kanisa. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 uh, through Paul he commanded you get that out of your church. Na kupitia Paulo alisema muondoshe ile kitu nje ya kanisa. You remove the immoral brother. Mutoshe huyu ndugu mwenye sista ile. Now the thing is that was a very bad thing that was happening. Mama nikusema ilikuwa ni mambo mbaya ilikuwa nafanyika. But not only that you see the church was really happy about it. Lakini ilikuwa tu kitu mbaya lakini kanisa ilikuwa nafurahi na kitu ya hivyo. You see they were saying, "Hey, we're free from all the rules now that we are in Jesus Christ." Wanasema tuko ndani ya Kristu, tuko huru kufanya vyote vyote tunapenda. We don't have to worry about all these rules and laws and everything. Atupashi kujali na hii yote maagizo. We are free. We live in liberty. Tuko huru, tunaishi ndani ya uhuru. And God came very strongly to them and said, "No, that's not how it is." Na Mungu alikuja kwa haraka na akamwambia, "Hapana, sio vile." You get that guy out. Alimtosha ile ndugu nje. You hand him over to Satan. Na mumwache mikono na shetani. So that he can repent and God can save his soul. Ili atubu na Mungu aokoe nafsi yake. Interestingly, we see in 2 Corinthians. Lakini muakorento wa pili tunaona. They obeyed Paul. Alimtii Paulo. And in 2 Corinthians in the next letter he says, "Hey, you can welcome that guy back in. He's suffered, he's repented. You bring him back." Muakorento wa pili mtaona Paulo anasema Waangalie ni murudishe leo ndugu ameshateswa anatubu tumurudishe sasa. That's just an ex- New Testament example of the same story. Inakuwa ni mfano ndani ya gano ya mupia inakuwa mfano tu mmoja. But Achan had done this bad thing. Lakini Akana alifanya hii kitu mbaya and whenever there is something like that happening somebody has to pay. Wakati mambo hivi yanafanyika mtu mmoja anapasha lipa. So through a system God showed it was Achan who did this. Kupitia gisi bitu bilifanyika ilionekana kusema Akani ni yeye alifanya hiyo. So they told Achan you come here. Balimuita Akana kuja hapa. And Joshua says to him what happened? Tell the truth. Na Yoshua alimwambia ni nini ilifanyika? Sema ukweli. Confess your sin. Sema dhambi yako. And Achan did. He told everything. Na kana alisema yote alisema zambi yake. He said when I was in the in Jericho I saw this nice stuff and I took it and I brought it home and I buried it. Ah, sema wakati nilikuwa kule kuyeriko nilona kitu moyo mzuri sana na nilibeba nikaificha. Now this is a shocking story. Hii inakuwa ni hadithi ya kushangaisha sana. Because Achan because of what he had done he had to die. Akana kwa yeye alifanya alipasha kufa. Not just him but his family. Sio tu paka yeye peke lakini na jamaa yake mzima. You know, when we do something, we affect not just ourselves. Wakati tunafanya mambo mbaya, hatukose tu kwa ajili yetu si peke. We affect the people around us. Lakini tunakosea hata watu kando kando yetu. When you are the head of a family, you affect your whole family. Wakati wewe kichwa jamaa, unautesa jamaa yako mzima. When you are the head of a church, you affect the whole church when you fall into sin. Wakati wewe uko kiongozi wa kanisa unaoka mzambi unakosea ni kanisa mzima. One of the things that really bothers me is when I see someone who's a great Christian leader who has worldwide influence and then he falls into sin, it's so shameful and the entire organization just falls. Yenye nanishangasha nikusema mtu mmoja mwenye anajulikana sana ubiti wa Mungu, alikuwa kiongozi mkubwa wakati anaunga ndani ya zambi, inakuwa ni mambo ya aya, anaribu kanisa mzima na watu wote wenyewe walikuwa wanaenda kanisa yake. But the Lord had a plan here. 
Lakini hapa tunaona Mungu alikuwa na mpango. And to show his anger he said you take Achan all of his family and all of his stuff and everything you take it into the valley of Achor. Anasema mubebe huyu wa Kana sio tu yeye peke na jamaa mzima muwapeleke pale fazi kwenye mtenda kubahua. And stone him stone them to death. Anasema mpige majiwe mpaka wakufe. That's shocking. Inakuwa ni ole sana. But you know folks we just need to learn something here. This is the price of sin. This is the cost of sin. All Israel stoned him to death. And Joshua said to him, "Why have you let this disaster fall upon us?" You see because of what Achan did 38 fathers were killed. Kwatilia ile Achan alifanya wababa 39 walifariki. 38 families lost their Wala 38 bababa 38 walifariki. All of Israel was ashamed. Na Israeli mzima ilikuwa chini ya aya. You see when one person sins everybody suffers. Wakati mtu mwana anafanya dhambi ni watu wengi wanateseka. I hope that helps you take this a little more seriously. God hates sin. Mungu apendi zambi. It costs something. Inaleta matokeo mbaya. The whole family stoned and burned. Jamaa mzima ilipigwa machiwe na kuua. So what are we supposed to do today? Sasa nini tutafanya leo? I want to tell you something. God hates sin so much. Mungu anachukia dhambi sana. Anything with sin must be destroyed. Kitu yote kiko na dhambi kinapasha kuharibiwa. But you see God had a plan. Lakini una Mungu yuko na mpango. I hope you pay attention to this. Napenda usikie hii mzuri. This is the most important part. Ini amana sana muhimu jumbe. You might feel oh so ashamed about something you've done. Unaweza kujisikia aya sana kwa kitu kinyo ulifanya. Maybe you've heard something in this message that reminds you you are not doing the right thing. Mara zingine kwa kusikia mjumbe inapiga kurua kunakuambia kunafanya kitu mbaya. There is an answer for you my friend. Kuko jibu juu ya kurafiki. First you repent before God. Kitu ya kwanza ni kutubu mbele ya Mungu. You turn from that sin. Unaacha ile dhambi. And let's see the next slide. Na tuone ile mstari nafuata. All Israel stoned him to death, yeah. Israel mzima ilibapiga majiwe mpaka kukufa. But there is hope. Lakini kulikuwa tumaini. There is salvation. Kulikuwa ukovu. Because somebody else can take the payment. Kwa chilikuko mtu mwenye anaweza kubeba ile maumivu. You see Achan had to die. Akani alifariki. You are supposed to die. Wewe una una you and I I'm included in this we are supposed to suffer die and have our bodies and everything burned up except that Jesus loves you so much kutoka tu kusema Yesu anatupenda sana I will take your place Anasema nitabeba fazi yako I will die for you Nitakufa juu yako You won't have to be stoned and burned Wewe hautapigwa majiwe tena You have to just accept what I've done for you Unapasha tu kuitika yenye nilikufanizia You can have I will take your place Mimi nitabeba fazi yako 
You see, each one of us are supposed to be under that pile of rocks. Kila mmoja wetu alipashajikutana chini ya hii majiwe alishapigwa na nafariki. But Jesus said, "No, I'll do that instead." Lakini Yesu anasema, "Mie nitafanya ile kazi." You be set free. Wewe utafanywa uru. There's nothing more for us to say. Hakuna kitu kingine tunaweza kusema. There's no more arguments to come from us. Hakuna kitu kingine tunaweza kusema tena. There's only one thing for you and me to say. Kuko tu kitu kimoja cha wewe na mimi kufanya. Tunasema ndio. Yes Lord. Ndio Bwana. I say yes. Nasema ndio. I accept what you've done. Naitika nyone nifanyizie. I cannot pay for this sin but you already have. Siwezi nalipa njoo hii dhambi lakini wewe unaweza. Thank you Jesus. Asante Bwana Yesu. You have friends who are just like Achan. Uko na warafiki wale wako sasa kana. They are living in sin. Wanaishi ndani ya dhambi. They are making horrible mistakes with their life. Wanafanya makosa mengi maisha yao. But Jesus has a plan for them. Lakini Yesu eko na mpango juu yao. Part of his plan is you. Na kipanda mpango wake ni wewe. God has something he wants to do through your life to bring salvation to that person. Mungu kuna kitu kinapenda kufanya maisha yako ili alete okovu kwa ule mtu. You know there's a very interesting verse in the book of Hosea. Kuna kuwa mstari mwao kitabu ya Hosea inakuwa ya maana sana. It's Hosea chapter 2 verse 15. Hosea chapter 2 verse 15. So God is speaking to Israel. Ni Mungu yuko anasema na Israeli. And he says I'm going to lure you. I'm going to draw you out into the desert. Anasema mimi atawakokota kuwatosha nje ya jangwa. I'm going to take you to the wilderness. Tamipeleka mjangwa. And I'm going to speak lovingly and tenderly to you. Nakupitia ndani ya jangwa nitasema kwenu kwa upendo na ustare wote. And I'm going to give back to you all that has been stolen from you. Na nitamipatia tamirudishia yote yenye iliibwa kwenu. And I'm going to turn the valley of trouble into an opportunity for hope. Anasema nitaleta hii matatizo mumaisha iwe kama bahati yawe kunitumainia tena. This is so good. I have to explain it to you. Inakuwa ni amana sana pena nifasirie tena kweli. See the, the the valley of trouble is the name of this valley where Achan was killed. Hii valley of trouble ni fazi kwenyewe Akane aliuawa. It's called the valley of Achor. Inaitwa valley of Achor. The valley of trouble. Fazi ya matatizo. And what he says in Hosea is I'm going to take the valley of trouble and turn it into a door of hope. Lakini anasema fazi ya matatizo hii nitaigeuza itakuwa ni mlango ya tumaini. You might be suffering today. Mara zingine ukunangaika leo. And you hear this message and I want to give you some hope. Unasikia hii mjumbe na kuumeza roho sana kupenda nikupatie tumaini. Just turn it around. Wewe tubadilika, geuka. Accept Jesus into your life. Umupokee Yesu ndani ya maisha yako. Accept his plan into your life. Itika mpango yake maisha yako. And it's going to take that trouble and turn it into hope. Itaondosha ile matatizo na itakuwa tumaini. God is going to open up a future and a hope for you. Mungu atafungua maisha ya mbele mzuri juu yako. Come and receive it. Njoo na uipokee. Open the door and go through. Fungua mlango na wende. Walk out of the trouble into through the door he opens for you. Toka ndani ya matatizo na ingia mu mlango yenye anakufungulia. Who is the door? Ni nani mlango? 
Jesus is the door. He himself is the doorway to your future, to your hope. I just speak a power over you, church. To be able to go through the door. When you feel overwhelmed with all your trouble, go through the door. In Jesus' name, go through the door. In the power of Jesus, go through the door. In the name of Jesus, be set free from your In the name of Jesus, step out of the darkness into the light. I speak that over you. And I speak it over your friends. I speak it over your family. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Do it, Lord, in Jesus' name. I hope you're feeling some hope. I hope you're feeling better. <laughs> there is hope for you. Your problem is so big, but God is way bigger than your problem. <laughs> In God, the doorway is bigger than the problem itself. You can't miss your way out when you're with Him. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to introduce something to you, church, that we're going to do in a few weeks. There are people that you know, friends, relatives, people who work with you. They're lost. They don't know where the doorway is. They just know they're in trouble. And I want to ask you, to lead them into the light. You help them find the door. You help them find the way so they don't have to be the ones stoned with a pile of rocks on top. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Thank you, Jesus, that you came to open up a door of hope. Thank you, Lord, that there is a way into life out of death. Jesus, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you. Oh, God, we worship you. We worship you, God. We worship you. We are so grateful that there is a way for us. That there is a way out of darkness into light. That there's a way out of destruction into hope and a flourishing life. Oh God, we give you praise for that, Lord. We thank you for that. Lord, we ask you to release your power into our midst. Release your power into this church to be able to do evangelism. To be able, by the Holy Spirit's power, to win the city for Jesus Christ. Lord, we bring life. You want us to bring life. You want us to bring hope, oh God, in Jesus' name.